Hello and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. We are like recording this for the second time because we lost it. Not in an Apple app. Apple apps are good. It's non-Apple apps that don't work right. So that is my non-paid endorsement of Apple products. Nice. So today I have, ironically, um, one of my dearest friends who worked with me at Mall of America Apple, Shannon. So I'll let her say hi. Hello. <laughs> so, over FaceTime. <laughs> over FaceTime. So I had the blessing to be in um, Minnesota last week and we recorded the original one in person and it got deleted from the Anchor app, so we're re-recording it because Shannon's awesome on FaceTime. So, I guess we'll kind of like hop in from here. So, we're doing Ruth 3 this week, but we always kind of start the podcast off with something kind of like funny or different or unique. Um, so, I'm going to have Shannon do hers today. So, she's going to share her most unique experience um, working at Apple because neither of us work there anymore, actually. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yes, I'm Shannon, um, and hopefully the sound comes through fine, because we totally are on FaceTime right now, which is hilarious. Um, but the story that I shared last time, um, I shared because it is related to a little bit of what happens coming up this chapter in Ruth. Um, but I was working at the Apple store, and this guy comes up, and he's asking me all these questions about computers, and so I'm answering his questions, and um, by the end of the chat and his questions, he stops, and he's like, he asked me out, and I was like, um, it was this moment where he was just, like, so bold to ask, um, but it was just, like, done in a way that was really flattering, but it also caught me off guard and all this stuff, so unfortunately, in this case, it didn't feel like it was a yes for, for this guy, especially because I was working. Um, but I really appreciated his boldness to, um, you know, step out. And, you know, when he saw something that he was interested in, uh, that he went for it. So I just kind of affirmed him for his bold ask and flattering me. But, um, yeah, I think that story is a little bit different from what um, Boaz does in this chapter. So I'm excited for us to get into that. Thank you for sharing that. No, I like that. That was cool story. So, and, um, all right. So we'll kind of hop into Ruth 3. So a recap of the rest of the chapter. We have Ruth. So if you haven't listened the other weeks or whatever, uh, we have Ruth. So she, um, is a very young widow. She, um, really feels in her heart that God has called her to stay with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Even though literally everybody told her that's you don't need to, you shouldn't, you know, whatever else. Even Naomi herself um, told her to go back to her parents. Um, but Ruth really felt like God was calling her to stay with Naomi, so she does. They end up moving, and she ends up um, taking the charity from a rich man's field, and this guy's name is Boaz. And so he meets her. Neither of them know at the time that they're going to end up having anything happen um but what Boaz says to her first which I think hands down is the most wonderful line of all time he said may the Lord bless you and reward you because you have sought refuge under his wings and I just think that's beautiful so he by saying that was really 
saying that her integrity and her character for seeking God and being obedient to what God was calling her to do outweighed even just her natural beauty, which he was attracted to as well because he kind of says a very kind way of comment to that, to his co-worker, kind of like, who's that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's just cute. Um, so anyway, so now we're in Ruth Reed because she goes back to her, you know, mother-in-law Naomi. And I like Naomi because she's kind of like, like not in a bad way, but I kind of feel like she kind of like stirs the pot a little bit. Mm. Do you feel like yep. that too? No, she, totally. She's into it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she's like, I know what we should do. Yeah, she's like, a. So anyway, so she, so Ruth goes home. She's all kind of like, so I met this guy, you know. So. <laughs> Um, so it says, one day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not try and find a home for you where you will be well provided for? Is it not Boaz, whose servant girls you have been a kinsman, um, and of ours? Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash and perfume yourself, put on your best clothes, and then go down to the threshing floor. But don't let him know you're there until he's done eating and drinking. So basically, Naomi's like, all right, girl. This is the plan, okay, because we've been waiting, nothing's happening, you're going to get looking good, you're going to wash your hair, put on some cute makeup, put on your cutest dress, and you're going to talk to him, but don't talk to him while he's at dinner, don't bother him while he's at dinner, don't talk to him while he's at work, just wait, go talk to him when he's not super busy, and... Go from there, and I like it. Shannon, I'll let you kind of go forward on the comment about this is a great point that God didn't design women to like make ourselves ugly. It's actually a good thing, and we're allowed to make ourselves enhance our beauty to what God made us. So Shannon had some really cool thoughts on this the other day, so I'll let her share that a little bit. Totally. So we were talking about how so often, especially. Like in the church and in the world, there's these two ditches on either side of beauty um, where oftentimes the church has covered up beauty um, or have been afraid to be beautiful in a sense or to to take in or to view beauty. And so oftentimes it's kind of like trying to hide women's beauty where in the world, oftentimes what we're seeing is like an overexposure of beauty or like trying to um, like overly expose ourselves or like guys to try to look at women all the time and all this stuff and that happens both in and outside of the church but I think that truly there's this beautiful design that God had intended where man and women get to reveal his beauty and get to like see his glory in that and truly like we get to enhance our beauty in a lot of different ways rather than feeling shame about being beautiful or thinking that there's only one type of beauty because oftentimes like the world has put a standard on what beauty is that God didn't actually give and so this idea of um, beauty is actually from the Lord and that it looks all different ways um, but truly embracing and enhancing and I love that um, that uh, Naomi encouraged Ruth to like spruce herself up a little bit and get herself all ready. Cause it's kind of like giving, presenting like who she is to him. And it's not like she changed herself. You can't change yourself. Like, but to truly just be like, I'm, I'm wanting the best. So I'm going to like, you know, 
look like. <laughs> I don't remember how I said it before, but you know, just that thought around like that's really special. Like I want to feel special and present myself um, in a way that I feel beautiful um, for for him. So yeah, like she wanted to put her best foot forward, and yeah, yeah. and I think that's that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think I don't think we were meant to hide ourselves and and I agree with you like I think there's a ditch that kind of in the church we fall into this we don't want to like get into this arrogance and this prideful mm-hmm. and we don't want to be vain but right. it's not being vain to take care of ourselves and put our best foot forward and if we're interested in a guy to it's okay to spend a little you know put the perfume on so <laughs> right, right. Yeah. no I totally totally agree and I love that point so much because I think that is something that really gets um lost and this is you know ruth is such an example of biblical womanhood if you will i think that's a kind of coin church term um that's used a lot but if we're going to really look at the women of the bible that were so unique and wonderful like these are traits that she's in and i mean this book is four chapters so the fact that that was in there is kind Mm -hmm. of a big deal because every word counts so yeah so kind of moving on so Naomi says, um, go and uncover his feet and lie down. He'll tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. Okay, so that sounds kind of weird at first. <laughs> like, that's one of those times where you're like, what? Go lay at his feet? Whoa, um, what? Yeah, like that doesn't... It. Also, just saying, girls, don't break into a guy that you're interested in house. <laughs> And sit at the foot of his bed. <laughs> we shouldn't have to say that, but we will. <laughs> For disclosure. <laughs> Don't do that. I took it. I actually first thought, well, first thing I ever thought was like, what? <laughs> then I had thought the other day, well, you know what's kind of cool, was she sat at his feet um, or was told to. And I thought about Mary Magdalene going and sitting at Jesus' feet, washing them with perfume. So all these, like, metaphor pieces that are kind of coming up again. Um, and Jesus saying how good that was. Um, and not, 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 not that we should, like, idolize a husband or, or potential husband or something or put him, like, on that Jesus scale. But I think it's kind of a level of um, – that was showing Jesus respect in that. And so I think – metaphorically this is to show respect that she was willing to show up and then let Boaz go from there um not in a raunchy way not in a like I'm here take me but more kind of like I'm here and I'm I'm putting (laughs) don't laugh at me (laughs) sorry but more kind of this like way of I am I'm here and I'm making my intentions known that I would like to have a talk. <laughs> so. I am available. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So then it goes on in verse seven. So Boaz finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits. What I love is if you go to um, the interlinear version, which is actually this like seminary Bible I bought a couple years ago that translates directly from the Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek. Um, so this is in Hebrew, and it actually says Boaz um, uh, ate and drank, and his heart felt good. And I like that better than putting in the good spirits because the good spirits kind of made it sound like he was like 
a little buzzed. Um, just, I don't know, that's what I got out of it. But in the direct translation, it was saying his heart felt good. And I think, you know, where he was thinking about, we, we're looking at this from a finished story, but looking where he was in the moment, he probably was feeling good and that his business was doing well. He had this girl that he was kind of talking to, and I think life was at a good point in that. And so I think God had a peaceful spirit about him that he was ready to receive and take go forward and the task that was given him. So they both were in good places. Um, and I think that that is important and that if we're if you're going to make an intentional move to pursue someone, you got to make sure your heart is in the right place and then a good standing. Not that there's going to be a perfect time for everything, but it's probably not the best idea to pursue someone if your life is like falling apart. So I just took, that's what I got out of it. I don't know, but we'll kind of <laughs> keep going. Yeah, totally. Um, so he went over and <laughs> Ruth approached uh, quit quietly, uncovered his feet and laid down. In the middle of the night, something settled on the man, and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. <laughs> Who is that? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are the kinsman redeemer. So this was kind of cool. And that he put his blanket over her. And that was kind of like a, a refuge protection kind of thing. Like, I've got you. And I thought about how he praised her for going to Jesus for that when she didn't have someone to do that for her. She sought God. But then he could take on that role. And not that he was becoming her God, but he was becoming somebody who would protect her and take care of her. And so I really love that kind of imagery there. Um, I thought that was neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, verse 10, um, the Lord bless you, he replied, this kindness is greater than which you have shown earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor, and now don't be afraid, for I will do what you ask. All my fellow townsmen will know that you are a woman of noble character. So, this is cool, um, and Shannon made some cool comments on this um, the other day, so I'll let her take the reins on for a second, but I like that she was praising that she didn't she probably could have gotten any guy she wanted and she didn't go after that. She went after the guy that she felt like God was calling her to um, and a guy with integrity. She wasn't going after looks or wealth, which I loved. <laughs> so you had, had some really cool points yeah. too. So please share. Totally. So one thing that I've been learning a lot as well as, you know, through myself and others is that oftentimes we think that we know what God would say. And so we just make it a decision based off of what we think he would say rather than actually asking. And I think it's really special as we read Ruth three, that, um, I don't, I don't think we've gotten to the, his response to her yet. Right. We haven't read that part, but just the idea of like, um, he was saying like, I appreciate that you, um, have chosen to be open to this just because I think so often he might've even set like made a decision of like, no, she would never be open to this. But rather than asking the Lord, you know, is this something that you're doing? Um, maybe he made an assumption or a decision based on that. And I think so often we decide that something's right just because we want it, or we decide that maybe God 
wouldn't want that for us because we want it and as our flesh. Like, there's just so many things that I think um, a negative what we would maybe refer to as the religious spirit where we think God just has rules and formulas that we're supposed to abide by versus like an actual personal relationship of God who's truly involved and actually has a lot of intention and cares more than we do about these aspects of our lives. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I love that insight with that. Yeah, exactly. He, I think both of them were really, um, and they had that kind of thing in their heart where they both had, this is what we would like. Um, but they were going to leave it up to God um, for the final decision. And we kind of see that towards the end of the chapter totally. Um, and I love, too, that, again, he he protected her character and his because um, he actually makes sure that no one sees her leave his room. Um, it kind of goes yeah. forward in the chapter to say that, he makes like extra effort to make sure that um, her leaving isn't seen by anybody because he doesn't want to tarnish her character and he doesn't want to tarnish his own. He's really big on integrity and you can see that because he was like, no one's going to question your character. I'm going to make sure of that. Um, Because, you know, he didn't give her a straight answer. She's standing in front of him and she's like, Hey, I, I like you and I kind of want to see where this goes and all I can think of in my head is in Notting Hill when Julia Roberts stands in front of Hugh Grant and she's like I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking her to love him or asking him to love her and I love that movie so much and I, I think of that in my head when I'm thinking about the scene but what I love more is how this story goes rather than that because even though we're all happy in the end of that Notting Hill and you know they end up together sorry if I spoiled the ending but it's like a 20 year old movie so um <laughs> but you know they, they end up together and it's all happy and Hugh Grant makes the decision but with this you know she goes and she's like hey you know what do you think and Boaz actually goes and he says you know I I need to ask permission first and I need to make sure this is they God opening the door and not us opening the door. Um, and so his kind of, <laughs> and his method of doing that, um, actually Shannon and I were talking earlier about kind of like, how do you get that confirmation from God if you feel like God's calling you to something? Um, and we were both kind of saying, and it's ironic because it's kind of like come up through other people kind of surrounding it too. But, um, you know, if you feel like God's saying something to you, get the, Take it to the Bible and get your assurance in scripture. Um, Take it to those that have a godly perspective that will always choose to follow what God's asking rather than their flesh desires and kind of their two cents and opinion. Um, And then an outside source because God, God is a dominion of everything. So he can definitely get you that confirmation through some random source that you weren't expecting which is really cool um and yeah an outside source meaning like a song comes on the radio or somebody in the coffee shop like says something really specific that you knew exactly like god was totally speaking that you know just like outside source like that kind of thing uh kelly mentioned license plates earlier you know stuff like that yes exactly yeah exactly and um and so for in this case Boaz says, well, there's actually somebody who, like, 
technically you should take this position. So in the law, when a man died, like his widow, there's, there was kind of this, not law, but there, there was a tradition that a certain level would take the wife on. So Boaz says, well, actually there's somebody else who's kind of like technically first in line to marry you. So I'm going to go talk to them. And we'll kind of go from there. And he was he was putting that in, like, God's corner. Like, okay, if God opens this door, if God closes this door, that's the answer. Um, which I love. it, But he makes sure before she leaves that she doesn't lose her integrity. He doesn't tarnish her integrity. He doesn't take anything from her. He actually gives her a lot of food to take back to her mother-in-law to make sure that she's well cared for for far more than a day. Um, but to make sure that, you know... It's all good. And I love that because he wants to also just make sure that his integrity doesn't get tarnished, where it doesn't look like he was doing anything improper with anybody. Um, and I I really love that a lot. I think that says a lot about who he is as a person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So she, um, she says, okay. You know, I don't know what else she's going to say, like... <laughs> Um, and then she goes back and tells Naomi everything. Um, and Naomi says to her, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. So this is kind of cool too, because a lot of times, at least in my own life, I feel like God will tell me to do something. And usually if it involves someone else, like I'm always kind of like, all right, let's go. You know, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've got too much energy, but <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's run right now. Uh, but if it involves someone else, I always kind of feel like God's kind of, it, it's not God's fault. It's just kind of like slower, but I really love that Naomi was like, no, nah, I can tell like this is gonna, this dude's not gonna like just let this like, let me think about this for like a while and then I'll get back to you if that's cool. Like he's like, nah, I'm gonna go today. Like I'm gonna go ask the first in line today and see what he says. Um, and Naomi just seems really confident in knowing that. Um, and knowing that they shouldn't, what I like too, is they don't plan anything else. They plan to be still. And that's rad because I think as humans, our first inclination would be like, oh crap, he's going to say no. So... Maybe we could go do this. Maybe you could go get a job here, you know. Um, hey, how about that one dude? You know, did you like him? I mean, he was kind of cute, right? You know, and like that that would be like, in my head, what I would think Naomi would do. But instead, she's like, no, let's just be still and just let the chips fall where they may. But not in a pessimistic way, more in a like, God's got it. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I want to be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. My friend, I have a friend who just was listening to a sermon the other day where um, in the teaching, it was like, God has a bias towards us. So it's like assuming that he's going to work out whatever happens for our good, because first it says that in his word, but then also like he just, he's yeah, he says he'll do that. So it's like, rather than being afraid or like living out of this place of like thinking that bad things are going to happen, or like, if we don't do this, that it's going to be worse, that truly like, we can trust that he has this like 
good intention for us and this bias towards us. So it's like, you know, if you have to run to the restroom and you just ordered coffee and it's like sitting there ready for you, you don't have to be like, oh, no, I should bring my coffee in the bathroom with me because what if somebody steals it? You know, like if somebody steals it, you can tell them and it's going to turn out better for you than worse. You know, like just kind of assuming that he is working things together for our good and, um, you know, being willing to trust him in that waiting place. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Trusting him in the waiting place. And so for Ruth in this case, like it was a day that she was kind of waiting, but for someone else, it might be far longer. Um, and, but I think just trusting God in that waiting place and knowing that however long the wait, it's not in vain and that he's got your back. Um, if you're walking in obedience and you're walking in that integrity and character that God's asking you to, he's not a God who's going to fail or let you down or disappoint you. Um, it might not turn out how you thought you wanted it, but in the end, you're not going to end up let down or disappointed. You're going to say, no, this was right. And this was God. And I think there's a, just such a blessing behind that. Um, and seeing kind of how really all the players in the story are really exhibiting those really hard to find character qualities that I mean because it's not this is not a boy meets girl story this is kind of a roundabout crazy loop story where she has to kind of step up and show up at his door and or the end of his bed but (laughs) then say hey you know I feel like God is inclining my heart towards you do you feel the same way and he takes it and he he doesn't say yes or no he says let me go let me go think about this you know let me go pray about this let me go put this before God and I'm sure there's a lot of prayer involved on his part and him knowing that the yes or no from the next in line was going to be God's will it wasn't going to have to be forced and they all made sure though that it was God being put first and their desires second. And I think that's really cool. Because uh, this is one of the rare stories, too, that you actually were going to see, like, next week more. Um, where it talks about how they really did love each other. Um, and the beautiful life that is going to come out. And this is just such a happy ending. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil that quite yet. Because I kind of did. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for next week. We'll save it for next week. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm excited to finish it up next week. But, Shannon, do you have any final thoughts on anything? Mm-hmm. No. No. We did good. Yeah. So, um, I'll pray us out. Lord, thank you for this week. Thank you for people willing to redo podcast um, and just for the kindness of that. Lord, I just praise you for the work that you're doing in our hearts. I praise you for... Um, just the work that you're doing on each of our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to exhibit the qualities of Ruth and Boaz um, in regards to anything that you might be inclining us towards, whether it be a relationship, a job, um, whatever it is. I pray that we would walk forward in it with open palms for you to take our hand and lead us to where we should go. Um, I pray you would give us the courage when we need to step up and speak out. And I pray that you would give us the courage to present to you when the options are given. In your name we pray. Amen.